coming to you from the Sacramento headquarters of the California Tow Truck Association. This is the CTTA interview series. Learn more about us at CTTA.com and don't forget to subscribe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the CTTA interview series. Joining us today, we actually have a whole team of lawyers uh, from the Ellison Wilson Advocacy Group. Uh, I have uh, Brooks here. I have Kirk. I have Pat. We were expecting one or two of them, and instead we got the whole crew. So we're really happy about it. Um, We just want to talk today a little bit about uh, the Ellison Wilson firm, how they're related to CTTA, a little bit of uh, legislative updates perhaps for you, and some other information. So uh, without further ado, gentlemen, we'll get right into it. Uh, So Ellison Wilson Advocacy, uh, it's a full-service governmental relations firm, and you guys represent clients in all three branches of government, legislative, executive, judicial. Um, Tell us a little bit about the history of the firm, kind of how it got started. We'll go from there. Happy to do that. The firm was started in 1980 by my former partner, Bob Wilson, who was a former senator. Uh, he left the California Senate in 1980 and, and started the firm. And from that, uh, we're one of the oldest firms in sort of in continuous existence. I think there's only a couple at the Capitol. A lot of them either gone out of business or they've changed uh, uh, hands and they have new principles, but we uh, we go back to, to 1980 and we have a lot of clients that we've represented since 1980. Wow, wow. long long history there. Um, so, how big is the firm? Uh, you know, who are the key people that work there? I, I assume that most of them are at this table right here. The, 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 yeah, the, <laughs> you know, myself, Kirk, and Pat, also uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. who's part of the team, and uh, the person that sort of does the the books and the county and all that's my wife, uh, Laura. So that's that's sort of the whole team. But uh, and we're probably a medium sized firm for for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, lobbying firms and law firms that work at the Capitol are not really large. That's just historically been been the case. Some of them are are growing, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we're probably sort of in the middle, guys. I mean, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So what do you guys like to do when you're not lawyering and doing all that, Pat? Do you have any kind of special outside uh, interests at all? I, I like to travel. I like to play with my grandson. I have a grandson that's about as old as Kirk's yeah. youngest boy, <laughs> so we, we have that in common in nice. a way. Nice. Uh, me, I mean, I have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, so I wish I had time for that. That's all the time yeah, you would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that takes up much time. As you can tell, we have almost no hobbies <laughs> other than some family, which, which, which is typical. Uh, uh, very demanding jobs, spend a lot of time on it, but we like it. There so, you, go. you know, See, these guys maybe, like their jobs. Yeah, your hobby and your job, it's nice when they sort of come together if you like what you're doing. Uh, so I think that says a lot. Uh, We've known a lot of people, former partner, again, Senator Wilson. He had a lot of hobbies. He painted. He did other things. Um, I think we basically like what we're doing. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Doing it. Um, so how long have you guys been involved, uh, you know, specifically in the towing industry uh, and then CTTA? But how, how did you guys get involved with the industry itself? Uh, I think it was 96, and I could be off by a little bit, but I think 1996 um, and... Uh, uh, the industry sort of reached out uh, to us uh, with an issue, and we formed a relationship, and we've represented you guys in at least one or more capacities since then. I mean, we started off uh, as your legislative advocates or lobbyists and then evolved into also general counsel, and we've had those roles for most of the time we've represented you. Gotcha. So... Um... Why do you guys think, you know, we all know why you should join the California Tow Trucking <clears throat> Association, but, um, you know, from your standpoint, why is it so important to join a trade association? 
to be in kind of a community of folks? Well, for most of the most of the members of CTTA, they're, they're small to medium sized businesses, and they've they're up to their elbows in just keeping the business running. Mm-hmm. But there are statewide uh, forces that are coming that can impact uh, the, the towing business for good or bad. Right. And a lot of those policy decisions are made at the Capitol. And so it's important to be at the table to have a role in those decisions. Uh, and then there's there's other aspects of, of running a business in a state like California where there's lots of regulations that need to be dealt with. Um, since those things can tend to affect the industry as a whole, it's important to have a unified voice to, to speak to the policymakers. All right, makes sense. The more voices in the chorus, the louder it is, the right. more change can be affected. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, so now I want to kind of get into, you know, for those of our viewers who maybe aren't as uh, familiar with the inner workings of the association, um, kind of want to get to the meat of what is CTTA. So if you could talk maybe a little bit about the big picture of the association um, as an organization, sort of how it's governed and managed and, and, and what that association would mean to the members. Yeah, sure. I mean, just organizationally, it's a 501c3 or 501c6, which mm-hmm. is a nonprofit trade association. Um, it's structured in a way in which every single it's broken out into geographic voting districts. And so it's, it's designed in a way to ensure that each one of those voting districts has a representative on the board of directors. So they, the board that meets quarterly or so in order to, um, uh, to make decisions about how the organization functions, each one of those geographic districts or the voting districts has a representative that's calling shots on that board as well. Gotcha. And very similar to like your assembly members or senators or congressmen, they all have geographic districts mm-hmm. uh, all over the country. And in California, we have the, you know the, our, our our representatives and our senators and assembly members, and so we. CTTA is no difference, patterned after that. Um, and so everybody gets their voice in the association. So the association, as, as Pat says, then has a voice at the Capitol. Gotcha. And as the, the organizing rules for the association are, it's bylaws. And so, you know, we work hand in hand the board to make sure those bylaws are designed in a way that allows you to effectively and efficiently get your business done, but the same way do it in a fair way and make sure that everyone's voices are heard and that everything is done up to code and up to, you know, how what California law states they need to do so as a nonprofit organization. Gotcha. And then I'm, I know, assuming following the sort of political structure that we know, there are committees uh, and other mm-hmm. smaller subgroups within the board that are formed to sort of accomplish other tasks. What are some committees maybe that have, that have come up recently uh, to kind of help the association? Well, the, the key management committee in the, in the committee that sort of handles the board's work when the board's not in session is the executive committee. Right. So you've got the presidents and the vice presidents, the secretary and treasurer. But there's there are other committees. Your uh, one of your long-standing committees has been your training education. Really, it's been the heart and soul of the association to you know train drivers and 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 owners on on you know best practices and what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's got an outstanding program. Um, I know mean, there's been a number of ad hoc committees at different times mm-hmm. um, uh, over the years. Committees sort of sometimes you get more if you need something done, and they sort of contract depending upon it. But I think. Those are probably your three key committees. And one of the things that's important to remember is CTTA doesn't operate like a private business where the owner comes in and says, I'm going to make a decision today and I'm going to execute it today. And it's, right. you know, we, it's designed to be much more deliberative. And sometimes that can be a little frustrating to people that want to make something happen right away. But we think it's a, it's a better process to uh, get all the views of the industry as a whole and then make the right decision. Yeah, it's also one of, you know, uh, one of the biggest challenges, right? Mm-hmm. You're, to run a towing business, you're a hands-on, 
seat of the pants. I mean, difficult environment. Uh, you know, you're on the side of the road or you're storing people's cars, you're interacting with different public entities and law enforcement and you develop a sort of rhythm, sort of the tower, mm -hmm. get her done. Right. right. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it. I, I'm going to use my experience. We're just going to make decisions. You bring all those people together and they all are get her done folks, but now they got to get her done as a group. Right. They got to sit in the room and they've got to discuss and debate and sort of figure out and then vote. Um, and those sometimes present interesting challenges, but the board for quite a few years now has done just a great job of making that transition. Right. And not every association can do that because people sort of come and they say, well, I, I want to do it my way. Well, right. the, there's a bunch of my's in the room. And, and uh, I think the association has done a great job of sort of understanding the difference between how they run their own business and how they have to sort of run the entire industry's business in California. Right. And do it through one specific kind right. of format and way, yeah. you know, it's a little bit different. Um, so, CTTA, uh, we had a legislative committee, um, and that would sort of help affect positive change in the industry. Yeah. Um, so you've been very active with that committee, um, but at one point, um, you guys felt the need that, you know, the uh, Towing Regulatory Oversight Council mm -hmm. is something yeah. that was, was kind of desperately needed in our industry in California. Talk about the forming of what we call TROC, the Towing Regulatory Oversight Council, uh, kind of how that came about, how it arose, and the results of that so far. Well, one is I want to give a lot of credit. It never would have happened but for the board. Mm -hmm. In other words, the board sort of understanding that it was needed, and a lot of people don't remember this, but the board asked us um, years ago, right before the formation of the TROC, is to go out and find out um, how... Uh, the association was perceived in the industry, in the capital, with law enforcement, and to come back and report to the board because there was a frustration that um, we weren't uh, getting the same respect that we should. Now, they're speaking with that one voice. Mm -hmm. And so we went out and we talked to legislators and we talked to CHP and different folks, and we got some feedback from that, sort of things that we could do better, the things that we were doing well. And we took those ideas. We, as a staff, we sort of thought about that. We met with the, you know, with the executive committee, and then took the executive committee, then took those ideas to the board, and that sort of was where the T Rock was born, was to take up, because we were getting feedback that um, I think, as we talked earlier, we weren't speaking with one voice. Mm -hmm. You know, people were sort of speaking sometimes too individually. We weren't focusing it. We weren't. Our structure wasn't as um, responsive to the different needs of the industry as it should have been. Mm -hmm. And so we we took that into account and did some soul searching and said we can do better. Uh, and so we, and we actually wrote down the rules and the policies and had the board debate them and go over it. So now it's a very structured environment. Um, and we, we learned that we can't just have big guys in the room or small or, or uh, only urban. You know, if you look at how we branched out, you've got different interests sitting in the room that have to agree. And before the lunch committee was sometimes it was, it was who was in the room. Right. As, you know, and so five people showed up and they happened to be from a, you know, a different spot. Now we've got rules on quorum and the, the super majority takes three quarters of those folks in the room to sort of agree to it, which is tough when you think about getting tours to a, that many tours to agree on something. But that means you've got to look at all of the interests of the industry. Right. So it was sort of a watershed moment and give a lot of credit to the president at that time, Sherry White, because 
one of the rules we have in the T-Rock is the president uh, can't be part of that because we didn't want the political influence to sort of overwhelm the decisions were right. being made. And she agreed to that, mm. right? And uh, a lot to, to, to Terry and Quinn, uh, you know, at the time, they were chairs of individual committees. The, um, the one was the legislative committee and the other mm. was the TSAC or the CHP mm. committee to um, combine those into one committee and put it under this T-Rock umbrella. And they could have said, well, I want to sort of have my committee and not share, <laughs> right? right? But everybody put those things aside and decided to build a sort of a better way of doing it. Um, and one of the most significant things of that, especially the three-quarter vote, is now when the T-Rock comes out with a position on whatever the issue is, it's really persuasive to folks at the Capitol and the CHP because it really does reflect the strong majority of how the industry feels about the issue. Right. Yeah. And, and spread over various, because I understand like, you know, the board of directors, we talked about how it's more regional, you mm -hmm. know, the regional voting districts. But uh, here we have sort of north and south scheme going, yeah, but broken down into small yeah. fleet, large fleets, yeah. uh, you know, uh, law enforcement, law telling, enforcement, all that kind of stuff. Telling. Yeah, it's all broken out into it's roughly equal, equally divided between north and south. And you have a slot for each individual different line of business. And mm -hmm. so to make sure that the entirety is passed well, the entirety of the industry is is really yeah. en encompassing it within also, the two. Also, want to give a shout out to uh, former Commissioner Joe Farrow. So he was he's now the chief of police for the University of California Davis, but at the time he was the commissioner of he's, CHP. Of CHP, and, and we sat down, and we met with him, and we said, "Look, we're sort of on this mission to get better. Could you give us some honest feedback?" And and he not he did. He gave us very honest feedback <laughs> for quite a while. I mean, yeah. he met with us for over an hour, and we said, "If we." address some of these issues and, and work with you, um, will you participate? And um, so we, we went back and they see in the board and then we, we brought it back and he hosted at the CHP headquarters the first uh, T-Rock meeting. Wow. Um, and, he, and he had his top brass there and he was there, invited us in, they, you know, uh, and really brought all of his officers in and said, this is important, right? And one of the things that they liked is, we were now speaking with one voice. So they could rely on an industry association mm -hmm. that had formal procedures that when, as Pat says, when we, when we have a three-quarter vote and we have, you know, all of this, these people from different lines of business in different geographic areas and different size companies, that it wasn't just big companies or small companies or north or south. Right. We could say, no, they're all in the room. Right. And that made their job easier because it was easier for them to interact with industry if they really were going to, in other words, if we could deliver a thousand members and speak for a thousand members, it's so much easier than if they had to talk to individually a thousand members. Right, piecemeal it all So out. They, they really like that. So um, the Commissioner Farrow deserves a great deal of credit because um, he then, uh, and it continues to this day, uh, the CHP is part of the T-Rock. They come to every meeting, and not just one person or two people. How many? We've had oh, five or six. Countless. We've wow. actually had T-Rock meetings at the Academy, CHP Academy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, definitely a great relationship. Yeah, and top brass have come. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we've had chiefs, assistant chiefs, captains uh, that have come. They bring sort of their subject matter experts. We, mm -hmm. we exchange agendas. They look at what we want to talk about, and then they bring the people that are most experienced to that meeting, so they're not just having somebody who says, "Well, I don't know, I got to go check." <laughs> right. They'll bring that person from commercial vehicle mm -hmm. or whatever 
Um, and then uh, then we'll have that conversation right so, there in the room, right, right there the in the room, right. Yeah. And likewise, with that, just to build upon that, I mean, we have a similar relationship with other governmental entities. We have DMV have been mm-hmm. there. We have other legislative people, CARB yeah. members of the Assembly and Senate Transportation Committees will come, mm-hmm. right. And we just brought in someone on the on the committee out of state too, didn't we? Yeah, from Montana. Brought, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Representative Joanne, from Joanne Montana. Blighton Blighton Joanne Blighton. Is, actually, she's the TRAA representative. So um, yeah, yeah, expanded to a national presence, and I think she really liked what was going on with the T-Rock, Want to be a part of it and and bring some of the national issues to the T-Rock's attention. To yeah, see. and we think it really yeah. gave us credibility because it's. Who sits on your committee is important when mm-hmm. you talk about that and, and being able to bring, as Kirk says, those national issues to right. bear. And then when we go out and we tell people who's on the committee, because when we bring somebody into the committee, uh, first thing we do is introductions. Everybody around the room talks about the type of business, where, they, where they're doing their business. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're from the Bay Area, L.A., what city, how long they've been in business, uh, why they're there. In other words, they're the, the auto club person or whatever. Um, and and you, if you watch people after those introductions, they're like, "Wow, I had no idea." And then, so we add Joanna to, as part of the TRA rep, and they're like, "And you even have a national presence." It's it really is uh, a watershed, you know, sort of change in terms of the credibility that mm-hmm. we're projecting. Yeah. No, that's excellent to have the support of those agencies, and and, and like we were talking about, putting it nationally. Um, it's a big step. It's a big step. So um, with T Rock. Uh, is there is there sort of a recent success story that you guys could perhaps talk about in detail a little bit? Some some kind of legislative win? Probably. I mean, I'd like to talk about 1222, but it probably makes sense to talk about the San Francisco litigation to lead oh, yeah. into that. Well, let's back up. Let's talk about Bloom because we do a couple of things, right? We do litigation. The T-Rock doesn't specifically do uh, litigation. Mm-hmm. We as general counsel do it for the association. But it oftentimes relates to issues that come out of that, right? So the T-Rocks become sort of the legal subcommittee, right? Because there's very few issues that the association would be concerned about that aren't really uh, related to um, sort of the legislation that that either is coming or may come or that's impacting them. So why don't we do Bloom first and then talk a little bit about that. uh, Yeah, so uh, AB 1222 is a bill introduced by Assemblymember Bloom, uh, Richard Bloom, from down in LA area back in 2015. Um, and essentially the bill did a number of things, but primarily what the bill did that would have had a major negative impact on the, on each towing business in the state was it would have required, it would have allowed each city in which a towing company or a tow, a tow truck drove through, it would allow that individual city or county to regulate each, to regulate the towing business itself. Just so, driving through. Just driving through. So Require it, a license or a permit and a fee and inspection. I mean, it could wow. have been any number of regulatory schemes. And a lot of folks in the Bay Area and L.A., they go through multiple jurisdictions. Oh, yeah. and Absolutely. Yeah. yeah think, I mean, if you thought about the economic consequences of if you said, well, I'm going to be in the Bay Area and I do business in, you might do business in 12, 13 jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot more than that. And if you had to have a license that that could cost you $25,000 a license or more, sometimes mm-hmm. less, and have conflicting requirements. Mm-hmm. In other words, if I'm in this jurisdiction, I have to have this on my truck. But when I'm in that, I have to have something different, right? Because there's no coordination. Um, and each jurisdiction just looked at it as if, well, we can just do what we want. We don't have to you know, cooperate. And Bloom from Santa Monica, he was the mayor of Santa Monica before he elected the assembly, 
had this sort of very narrow view of what would be best for what he thought his area would need. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, and ultimately, after bringing the issue back to the T-Rock and really dissecting it over the course of many meetings, it really got down to, well, trying to figure out what was the root of the problem that he was trying to solve. Right, right. And what was the the offensive, you know, towing action taking place in L.A. that generated this need for, mm-hmm. you know, this massive patchwork of, of local government schemes. And it was really had to do with soliciting at the side of, of um, at the side of accidents. So tow trucks would show up and, you know, which is already against the law. You right. can't, you know, show up at the scene and, and solicit unnecessarily. Um, and so we really took a lot of uh, feedback from the T Rock and and took a number of the T Rock members to go meet with them. Yeah, it was actually the, the really the first time we had done a little bit in the past. But one of the one of the things that T Rock was designed to do there's, there's a tendency to sometimes when people represent clients, the client will just hey you just handle it mm-hmm. right and and you sort of the client takes a step back and the consultant takes a step forward and sometimes there's a disconnect and what we wanted to do is to say look. It's our job to bring your experience and your knowledge to the forefront of this conversation. So with Bloom, we we brought a number of people from the T-Rock to sit around the room and talk with law enforcement and Bloom. And what came out of that was Bloom was sort of understanding that he didn't actually know that much about the towing industry, that law enforcement was beginning to side with us because our arguments were better. The arguments that we were making by the, by the members of the T-Rock had mm-hmm. been well thought out. And so we were leveraging that in a way that the association had never done. In other words, taking that experience with our experience, putting it together. And because we, we, we felt we would always win. There's nobody that knows more about towing than the towers. Right. Right. So we just had to get that to the forefront. And, and sometimes, you know, knowledge wins. Right. Sometimes it's the political might. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to combine those two. But we were much more knowledgeable than Bloom's people in that debate, and at, at, at the end of the day, we... we yeah, and, and one of the things that did help help us out in that situation was we activated the whole membership, and that right. was one of the... The T-Rock wanted to do was, hey, this is one of those times we need to contact each member of the association and have them contact either their legislator or Bloom himself. Um, needless to say, Bloom wasn't excited about receiving all those calls. <laughs> but, bombarded but, by Yeah, but it was, it was successful yeah. in its own way. But he did call us after yeah. that and say, <laughs> after he calmed down, let's talk. Excellent. Right? And so yeah. it, it was a, a, a great resolution. It was really sort of the T-Rock in its, it, it, as, as we were one of the designers, uh, along with a number of other people, but it was sort of what we always thought it could be. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then one of the uh, strengths that I think that our firm brings in relationship to working with um, the folks in the CTTA and, and bringing their experience to the forefront is we also represent the association as its lawyers, right? And unlike most associations, what they do is they, you're either the lobbyist or the lawyer, and sometimes you talk, but you're not always on the same page, mm-hmm. right? And when you sometimes when you turn over an issue that sort of starts off legislatively that goes into legal or starts off legal and goes to legislative, that you lose track of that issue and it's hard to really work it. But we're all lawyers. We've got a law firm. We represent you. And so we're able to seamlessly take that issue or follow that issue wherever it goes. And that issue that we're talking about with Bloom is also an issue, a legal issue with San Francisco. And that's what Pat's going to talk a little bit about now. Yeah. So a few years ago, the city of San Francisco uh, started uh, 
implementing and really enforcing their own citywide permit scheme. So you had to, if you wanted to tow in the city, uh, you had to have a permit. And that doesn't sound so bad, except that the, our members in the Bay Area were finding out that annually, because there was a fee per truck and per driver, okay. so the average firm was having to pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year just to do business. <laughs> and that's not if you're in San Francisco. That's if maybe you're in Oakland and you go into San Francisco periodically. Right. So it was a big issue. Um, we instituted a, a lawsuit. Um, basically arguing that under existing provisions of law, the city couldn't reach out from beyond its borders and regulate uh, people that uh, don't even reside or have their principal place of business in the city. That lawsuit ended up going state court, federal court. We bounced around. It it took a number of years, but we finally got a successful ruling that said, no, if your towing business is not principally located in San Francisco, San Francisco can't regulate you. So we ended up saving members a lot of money. That's awesome. Yeah, Makes yeah. logical sense. Yeah, and um, what, what happens a lot is, particularly in litigation, is the city of San Francisco uh, thought that they could just sort of out-resource us. Mm-hmm. Right? The association doesn't have the same amount of you know, resources as San Francisco. Um, they would they would just keep pushing the litigation and, and and you know the association would be bankrupt and wouldn't be able to defend itself right. because as Pat says they split the case they were going in, in two tracks into state court into federal court which which meant normally you could have your legal fees would go way up and then you'd run out of money and then they would just sort of win by default and um, working with the association we were able to to not have that happen uh, because it's sort of part of our re- retainer. And so we hung with them all the way through, even though they kept like, wow, you're still here. <laughs> um, we went all the way up to the Ninth Circuit, yeah, wow. uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So um, it, it was a, a huge fight. But then to take it back to Bloom, um, what San Francisco was trying to do locally, Bloom then when so when they lost in court, then they went back into the legislature. Right. Not not just San Francisco, but then, you know, Bloom, who's from L.A., thought, oh, I'll just change the law, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so had we only been the attorney or only been a lobbyist, we wouldn't have been able to sort of handle both those issues. But we sort of came back, pivoted and said, okay, we got to block it here. So there's a lot of, most of what we do for the association is what I call sort of barbarians coming over the walls. You know, you're you're trying to defend a lot of folks, well-meaning, you know, Assemblymember Bloom was well-meaning. He just, he thought he understood towing, that it was pretty simple. Well, Talk to any tower. Towing is anything but simple. Yeah. Yeah. Very difficult, very complex. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, moving on from uh, some of the, the you know, T-Rocks works uh, and and going back to what we were talking about, uh, you know, the many voices joined together, more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about kind of lobbying, uh, what you guys do and what that means to the industry. Just specifically, no one really knows. <laughs> no, no one really knows. Well, I mean, just a, a, a real broad overview. I mean, California legislature, uh, 120 members uh, all throughout the mm-hmm. state. Each year, they introduce about anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 bills. And so, one of our primary jobs is to dig through all those bills and keep in mind each one of those bills is amended. You know, six to eight times throughout the course of the year. And it's not like you're getting a little email alert when these things. You're, no, you guys have to no, dig well, through well, constantly. Yeah, time yeah. of reading. And yeah. so, yeah, in obviously any of those amendments can be minor changes, including a comma, which sometimes drastically changes you mm-hmm. know the the nature of the the law. And sometimes it's totally wholesale changes where it's a completely different bill, and so yeah. we need to read that one anew. 
Um, but yeah, we dig through those and then bring uh, those bills that are have a, a potential impact on the towing industry or, or small businesses or anything like that. Bring those to the T-Rock to really dig into and chew on and then take that feedback and, and obviously during the course of the discussion of the T-Rock, give feedback to them as to what we see some of the political pressures and some of the players that are going on, right. some of the you know, opposition support, that type of thing. And then, you know, take that feedback that we received from the T-Rock back to the legislature. And, and the legislative process is designed to, from the time a bill is introduced, you know, you, it's kind of expected that all of the special interests that that bill might impact are going to come to the Capitol and say, no, we, we like this part, we don't like that part, change this, change that. And so part of what we do once we get the feedback uh, from CTTA and T-Rock is now we then have to wade in to that, you know, kind of circus of, mm -hmm. of arguments of why this bill is good, bad, or needs to be changed and try and influence the legislation as best we can to either minimize the negative impacts or, or maximize the benefits. Yeah, it's a big team. education process and there's a lot of misinformation. We were at the Capitol one day and uh, we weren't even scheduled to testify and um, one of the witnesses went up and was talking about how towers that tow for law enforcement can charge anything they want. And we went up oh. and said, we sort of cleared up the record and said, no, that's inaccurate. Went through the process and all that. And members of the assembly trans committee went, wow. And, but everybody thought, well, and we talked to the person who did the testimony he goes, well, I always thought that's the way it worked mm. instead of that. You know, so a lot of what we do is education. Sometimes yeah. it's sort of in the heat of the battle education. Sometimes it's as the bill comes out where you go to a member and you say, what are you trying to do here? Because if, if we understand what you're trying to do, we'll actually work with you if you know if it if it makes sense. But I don't I don't you're not getting there the right way. Right. You're you're causing some unnecessary problems, expenses, and then we'll sit down and a big part of lobbying is that education process. Sometimes they know exactly what they're doing, the bullseyes mm -hmm. on you, and mm -hmm. they want to and they want to get at you, and then it's just a fight, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're just sort of marshaling your resources and just trying to you know count votes and all that. But um, so it's sort of that whole gamut. Gotcha. Well, thank goodness you guys are there. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about the uh, kind of financial portion of this. And, and uh, you know, we do have a PAC fund, Political Action Committee. I want you guys to talk a little bit about our PAC fund, what that is, and why it's so important to have what is essentially a, a war chest. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's first off initially important to say, you know, hey, it's illegal to pay for votes. So mm -hmm. obviously... Any money that's spent out of the CTTA PAC doesn't go to pay for a specific vote on any particular bill, anything like that. That's no. probably the biggest misconception right. by people, lay people who read the paper and watch TV. They'll say, oh, all that money in politics, um, you're just giving money to... to to your elected officials so that they'll do what you want. Mm -hmm. And that, that and, and we will spend a lot of time with clients and say, no, one, that's illegal and, and, uh, and it doesn't work that way, right? Um, the same way that you, who do you vote for? You vote for them for different reasons. Would you vote, why do you vote for them? Why would you walk precincts for them? Why would you tell your neighbors to vote for them? Or it's put those, a sign in your yard. Put a sign in mm -hmm. your yard. It's because there's something about that candidate that you believe in. You believe that they're going to be good for small business or they're going to be good for uh, any number of things that you, that you believe are important right. and that they have credibility uh, and you have confidence in them, right? That and, and maybe some of it is just they're going to listen to you at a critical time because they're, they're busy schedules and they're going to sit there and say, look, come into my office. And let me understand your issue. That, that's really what this does, right? Yeah, sure. And you're, you're, you're building uh, allies for when they're having their closed door meetings 
And we want to have someone that's already knowledgeable about the towing industry there who's able to speak to our issues and be able to educate some of their fellow legislators Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is, you know, you can't separate money from politics. And it is enormously expensive to run a race for the Assembly or the Senate, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And so you have thousands of interest groups contributing to, to candidates. Uh, and, and we just want to make sure CTTA have a seat at that table and right. part of that. Have no choice yeah. but to join the frame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and business people understand it. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of things that you have to do to support. You join the association. You contribute your time. I mean, this is a, an association that's mostly um, volunteers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think of the board and the EC and people that will come testify and come to the T-Rock meeting, people are using their own money, their own time, and they volunteer. So that... That, it's, it's important to sort of not only to do those things, to recognize them, but people also will put their money down, right? right. Um, and, and almost every association, I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with any association that doesn't have a pack and, and doesn't sort of take money out and build that war chest and, and try to support candidates that, that are going to be good for their issues, that understand them and, and appreciate what they do. Mm-hmm. And towing is a difficult business because everybody needs it. I mean, in other words, if you think about it, your, your wife or your daughter or somebody that you love, a family member, is broken down on the side of the highway. I mean, that is an extraordinarily difficult and important job. Uh, if you're a business owner and, and you, you want customers to park in your lot, but you've got people that are blocking that or taking up those spaces illegally, you, you need that service, right? Right. Um, but, so it's one of those things that's absolutely necessary, but not everybody sort of understands that. Or appreciates it. Appreciates yeah. it. And uh-huh. so... Part of that pack, again, is an education where you have the ability to sort of get that attention and bring people. Uh, and we've, we've had members come in and talk to, um, I, I remember uh, we had the chair of the Assembly Appropriations Committee, and he came in to an event, um, and people were talking about the cost of their trucks. Mm-hmm. And he said, I had no idea. You mean you guys are spending like $150,000, $500,000 or more? And now... So, you know, towers had pictures of their truck. <laughs> like, you know, picture your kids yeah. and they would go, how much is that? How much is that? Well, that's like a mortgage to a house. And somebody would say, yeah, I got like 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. car and car was making me replace all of them. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so a little light went on and he goes, now I understand when we do something, why you guys scream so much. We need to do a better job talking to you about the impacts. And it, again, it was a little light went on, yeah. and, and all the tours were just in a circle, you know, having their having their day, and they all went, "Wow, this is really helpful." Wow, yeah. right? We were able to sort of because we we weren't talking about legislation; we were just because it was it was a fundraising event. We were just talking about just sort of the questions you're asking us. Mm-hmm. What's your day like? What's a, what what does it mean to run a towing business? What what are the risks? Mm-hmm. How much does a truck cost? And and he asked, he goes, "How much is a truck?" Because he, he's thinking. A tow truck is one tow truck. Right. You know, you see, it's a classic tow truck. It, I mean, it can't be any more, what, 35000 You don't need attachments yeah. you don't need or anything. any light bars. And, of course, <laughs> ask a tower that, and you're going to get an earful. So for the next hour, um, and very respectful, but gave them everything from a rotator to a flatbed, et cetera, and all of the add-on equipment and what you buy it for and then the training and, and the labor costs and the fuel costs and... It's like insurance, insurance, insurance yeah. No, Everybody's uh, just picking their jaws yeah. off the table. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my God. So, so that, so now it's an environment when something comes in, they're like, oh, I need to go talk to this industry to find out what the impacts. Now, they still may, you know, introduce the bill or want to do something, but at least they're going to think and they're going to have a conversation about 
maybe try this path, maybe try to change that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it really does sound like a huge majority of what you guys do is educating folks yeah. about yeah, the industry and about what our members are doing and what they're going through. And, right. and so that's awesome. And we love having you. And, you know, you guys, uh, if, if you want, we have a website. You can donate to the PAC fund directly. Um, there's a special form on there to fill out. Uh, but you'll want to go to uh, ctta.com slash PAC. Uh, check that out. If you want to, uh, we also have other special interest funds, um, things that aren't as politically related. We have a driver's relief fund, um, and that, that money goes towards, uh, you know, uh, drivers who are killed in the line of duty. Uh, we, we cut them a check for their family to take care of them and just sort of ease that, that situation a little bit. Uh, and there are a number of other things we can donate to, but definitely check out the PAC fund. It's worth looking into if you're in the industry uh, and you want to try and, you know, just help affect a little change and, and keep the industry running very well. So um, I think that's it from me, gentlemen. Um, anything, any parting words you have for the membership that you'd like to say? Well, one is we want to say thank you. We, we appreciate yeah. having this opportunity. And we also want to say thanks to the board and the EC. We, this is, um, it, it's, it's really an honor to represent the association. And we mean that with all sincerity. Um, it is an extraordinarily complex business. You think of the financial issues, the labor issues, the political issues. I mean, you're, you're, a tower is having to deal with such a complex, I mean, work with the CHP on, on, on an agreement that's what, about an inch thick now? Yeah. All the requirements, all of the, the testing, uh, you know, having their trucks inspected, interfacing with um, law enforcement in cities on contracts, having a labor pool, right, that's mm -hmm. very challenging, um, all of the laws on drug testing and everything that go through. You could check up all the boxes. We've not experienced, and we have a lot of clients, a lot of different clients, different associations. We don't have any client that is as complex and difficult as, as this client is in terms of to run an, you know, a business, a successful business. It's very difficult. So um, we, we sort of, we feel good representing you. It makes us feel good because um, you guys appreciate it, and we appreciate you, and so that's a great combination. Yeah, it's definitely so, interesting work too. I mean, there's yeah. so many different issues that it that keeps us keeps us engaged. And yeah. obviously, yeah. meeting everyone is just great. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we have personal contacts with everyone in the Towers are good industry. Folks. They are. They are. Yep. They are. Yep. Yeah. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks again. I do right. have some stuff for nice. you. We nice. got some CTTA swag. Oh, we nice. probably have dozens of these. Nice. I'm not sure right. from over the I years. It. I love it. And then we, of course, have our brand new Slow Down Move Over bumper stickers okay. as well. Nice. Big nice. concern in our industry. So thanks again for coming in, guys. We really nice. appreciate it. I guess we'll see you uh, probably at the next T-Rock meeting. Yeah. I think is going to be in this here. building. So. In, in this building. So we'll see you back here, guys. Cool. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.